0: Hello, and thank you for joining us in this five part series on the subject of grit, perseverance, and the middle school student. I'm Scott Betosh, and I'm head of school at Alexandria Country Day School, an independent school in Alexandria, Virginia that serves about 200 students in grades kindergarten through eighth grade. I'm Ryan Woods, I'm the head of the middle school. And hi, I'm Chris Ross, I'm the director of student life and science teacher for the middle school.
1: And I'm Meg Mosier, head advisor and middle school language arts teacher.
0: Assessment of student performance is not only fundamental to the academic teaching and learning process, but it's also one of the key ways that we help students build resilience and perseverance in a practical way. In our first episode, we talked about how we have highlighted specific learning traits in our assessment process as a way of helping students recognize the behavioral skills that underlie perseverance and grit. Today, we're going to talk about one of the most conceptually challenging parts of our assessment process, retakes and redos which is an approach that holds students accountable for their performance while encouraging reflection and a growth mindset. Ryan,
2: can you first give us a quick description of what we mean by retakes and redos? Sure, but I think first it's probably important to start with maybe a little bit of philosophy behind grading uh, that can ground all of our conversation. Um, And First, I want to remind everyone that the ultimate purpose and goal of school is that students learn and master skills. I think that Lots of schools, lots of teachers, and, and even me at some point in my career lost sight of that idea and fell into this trap of thinking that school is about ranking kids, sorting kids into groups, A's, B's, C's, who's good, who's not good, who's a fast learner, who's a slow learner, um, and, and lost sight that every one of the, those kids, no, no matter how they learn or what it looks like when they learn, we need them to master and learn skills. That's how they're going to be successful in life. Um, so with that that philosophy philosophical understanding, um, we have adopted this retake and redo process because we want to make sure that every student learns and master the skills that we're teaching them. So we have two types of assessments in our middle school. We have formative assessments and we have summative assessments. Formative assessments are really, uh, practice assessments is the easiest way to describe it. So teachers will give students a formative assessment just to see where they are in the learning process. What skills have they mastered at this point? What content have they clearly, um, mastered. And somewhere down the road, after we feel confident that students are far along in this journey of mastering skills and content, then we'll give them a summative assessment and this this equals a grade. Um, so again, the formative is more practice and the summative denotes at that mo- moment where a student is in the learning process. Um, if a student on a summative assessment doesn't perform the way that they had hoped to or it's clear to us that they haven't mastered the skills in the unit, then we want them to retake it uh, retake the test or redo an assignment. Because again, we don't want to just say to them, you know what, it's okay that you didn't learn this. I was just teaching it just to teach it. And if you didn't <laughs> learn it, oh well. Uh, we taught it for a reason. We know that the kids, the kids need these skills to be successful later in life. So we're going to make sure that they really ha- have mastered the skills. So there is a, a real clear process that we follow. It's not as simple as you didn't do well in this particular s- summative assessment and tomorrow come in and do it again. There's a lot more to it that maybe one of our other teachers can explain.
0: And I would say that we didn't invent this out of whole cloth. This is based on some of the the really groundbreaking work of Rick Wormley and his standards-based grading systems and approaches. And we've really embraced that and and taken that and run with it. But when we did so, it it really presented some challenges conceptually to our teachers. It's very different from the way we were all taught. Mm -hmm. Um, Chris, can you talk about, as a a teacher and uh, and as somebody who was involved in the initiation of this, some of the challenges that, that we're experienced and how we've, how we've sort of worked to overcome those.
3: Uh, yeah, sure. Um,
0: <clears throat> when I first started teaching, it was in a, a high school level and
3: um, the, the teachers before me were, were doing, um, uh, you know, allowing students to retake the test and so, essentially so that they could earn credit back uh, and get a better grade. Um, and sometimes there wasn't even uh, any rhyme or reason except that all those students who got below an 80 could do it. And then it really started to point out some inequity in terms of what the kids were able to do. You could have kids that would really study and do well the first time and kids that would come in and say, I'm not going to bother to study because I know I can do the retake and then I'll, I'll be fine. And so the the whole point of the learning process behind it got completely skewed just for a good grade. Um, and I had a hard time with that. And so made some modifications, but still was not happy with that. Um, you know, everyone was able to take a retake, and you know, even if you got a 95, you could do a retake and get more <laughs> points because everyone else was. But again, that still was much more focused on the grade rather than the learning. Um, and then it was uh, finally when uh, when I got uh, to work here at ACDS and went through a couple of training programs with Rick again, um, realized, and it finally started to get uh, and, and sit well in my head, Um And it really does make a lot of sense to be able to have the kids uh, redo something like that because it does mimic life a lot more um, accurately. Uh, And the way I explain it to my students so they start to understand it uh, is is along the lines of when they soon are going to be able to go take their driver's test, Um, some of them are going to fail. And they don't just stop and then never drive. They get to do it again. And they don't come in and the driver says, well, you've already failed the test once. And now you've passed it. So the last one was a fail. This one's a pass. So you average, you still failed. You know, uh, you, it, it's it's a one shot deal. You either pass or you fail. You either get it or you don't. Uh, when you take the bar <coughs> exam, uh, the bar exam, you might not pass the first time. Do you not become a lawyer? Then no, you get another shot at it. You can do it again. Same thing with the uh, the uh, the board exam for for uh, to become a doctor. And and there's a long list of examples that really resonated well with me. And then. This m-
0: makes it a- really easy for me to explain to the students and to the parents. It's interesting. It's more like life but less like school as we've, <laughs> as we've known it because I think a lot of us struggle with this idea that if you give a kid a ch- second chance to do it again, you're basically giving them a pass, basically saying, okay, fine, try again. Try as many times as you need to to get that grade that you wanted or, or something like that. But what... Helped me understand it as we began to understand that this is actually holding a higher standard for our students. Mm-hmm. Students who don't want to go and take the test again, they don't want to go and manage and do another assignment again. But when we say you need to do this again because you didn't master the skills, as you pointed out, it's actually holding them accountable for the work that we expect of them, and that's a that's a whole different dynamic. It's much it's a much more rigorous approach than just saying, "Well, you got a D, let's move on, right. and hope you do better next time." Um, Meg, can you talk a little bit about sort of how that approach adds a different level of meaning to the to the grading and the way we assess kids?
1: Sure. Um, I, one thing that I, I want to mention hmm. that I think at this point that listeners might be wondering is how the process actually happens. I mean, sure. you, you well, just made a really important point when you said that kids actually don't want to do mm-hmm. the redo, and I think we need to clarify like, why not. Um, there's quite a lot of work involved in being able to be ready for the redo. It's not simply as easy as realizing I didn't pass this summative assessment, I'm gonna sit for it again tomorrow, or I'm gonna sit for it again in a week, just not having done anything or just looked over my notes. So the process at our school for that is that students, when they want to do a redo or a retake, each teacher has a form. We call it a retake ticket. The student needs to complete the form and they need to make an appointment to meet with the teacher. When they meet with the teacher, they need to bring that form on which they have delineated all of the steps that they're going to take to be ready to retake that summative. Reteaching, relearning has to happen before the student can sit for the retake. So whether that means they make an appointment to meet with the teacher for a couple of reteaching sessions, whether it means they're going to plan to look over their notes and study again, they're going to watch some Khan Academy videos or whatever the system is that the kid comes up with, but that's a really important part. There's a lot of relearning that happens, and, and that is how they're held accountable for the learning. Um, they have a two-week window in which to complete their retake, so a student cannot... Uh, fail an assessment in the beginning of the trimester and then come one week before report cards are due, say, oh, I want to retake that test from, you know, way back in September, that they have to get that done within that two-week period. Um, And then the other piece of the puzzle, too, is if we start to notice a student who's repeatedly needing the retake process in one class or across all their subject areas, we realize that there's something with that particular student, the system isn't working, and we kind of push pause on on the retake cycle with that kind of exceptional circumstance and figure out what's going on with that kiddo so i think that's that's an important thing to realize about like how we do that process and and why it really does hold them accountable for the learning can you remind me of the question you asked before i talked about the process and and that's a
0: great point i think i should clarify when i said they don't want to do it in fact some kids will ask to do it oh certainly so it's not that they don't want to it's just that it's a it's Significant work. Yes. It's effort. And so it's not when parents or teachers originally hear this idea, it sounds like, well, they don't have to do anything, they just take it again. No, in fact, it's a it's a big responsibility to have to go through that process and to reflect on their work and then think about how they're going to learn it and then ultimately be held accountable. So that's probably a better way of framing it. Where and I was, that going, was And hmm. that
3: was the important thing you just said too, the reflection piece. Yes. Because there's a, more and more that, that piece is coming into education full stop because it is a, a really helpful learning tool. And so that first part of the process is reflecting on what they did well, what they did not do well um and determining what
0: the next steps are in order to reach the appropriate level of mastery yeah. and to bring it back to our theme <clears throat> and this is about building perseverance and resilience mm-hmm. so when we tell a student you failed the test or you got a or worse you got a D you didn't you passed it but not quite yeah. you know they were saying we're saying well move on as opposed to saying, no, you can do this. Yeah. We're going to help you do it. We're going to give you the skills. To reflect. Think about why you didn't do as well as you thought you might. How can you do better next time? And then let's try again and mm-hmm. keep doing it. That's how we build that practical skill of resilience, not just telling them, get over it. It's, it's actually helping them build skills that, that they can use in other experiences when they don't pass something the first time, as you pointed out, in, in, later in life. Um, Where I was going with the earlier question was, I think this process has added more depth and meaning to a grade when a student actually gets it. And and maybe you can talk a little bit about your experience of of how it shapes grades and how students think about their grades now when they know what's going behind it. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, like you have just said, I think certainly students realize that the learning is really paramount. That a grade is simply a way to communicate. It's not an award or a reward. It is a way to communicate where you are currently with this particular set of skills or concepts in your journey of learning it. It's a snapshot of... It's a quick way to report on that. Um, And there's so much more behind that that is lost in a simple letter grade on a report. And so I think students, when they go through this retake or redo process, realize just how much is involved in the learning process. And for some students... Maybe, maybe some, some kids who were pretty naturally smart and, and didn't have to work too hard in lower school, didn't have to develop those study skills or those study habits when they come to middle school, and the content becomes a bit more abstract and the learning demands are a bit higher, they may run into some snags where I, I, I don't really know how I learn <coughs> best, and they're still figuring that out in middle school. And this process allows them to maybe run into some snags go back reflect as chris said with their teacher come up with a plan of how they're going to learn the material do that engage in that relearning and then come back and try again and that is that's what they're supposed to be doing in middle school. They're supposed to be figuring themselves out as learners and as people and how to manage their time and what works best for them to learn content. And this process gives them the space now in middle school to figure that out about themselves so that they can hit the ground running and be successful when they go into high school. I think it also sends kids the message that their teachers are invested in them and that are not going to give up on them. We're not just going to accept that you are at a, a D level or a C level, when that's all you got with this material. We're rolling on, so, so try to keep up with us. It says, I care about you. I care about your success. I care about the fact that you, as Ryan said in the beginning, that you actually learn this information because I believe it's really important for you, right. and I'm going to invest in you.
3: One of the things I really love about uh, that the entire process and even the entire test-taking process is every student... Um, is going to find a section or a part of that test that they're going to do well with. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be other parts that they don't do well with. And so then that reflection process, the feedback on the test, even the letter grade, when it comes down to that, becomes such a much more informative piece of information because it allows us to be able to help the student realize, okay, I did really well with the multiple choice section, but I had a hard time with the written section then is it because I didn't know the content, or is it because of the style of the test? So I'm really good with multiple choice, but I can't write very well. And so it really helps everybody learn a lot more information, not only about themselves, the parents about their child, and the teachers about the kids that they're teaching. And it becomes a much more uh, meaningful uh, way to, to progress with their, with their own um, educational process.
0: So we've been doing this for a couple of years now. That we, since we initiated this and made this change, what kind of um, changes have we seen in the students in terms of how they're adapting to this approach? Have we seen uh, we have we seen them exhibit a different level of resilience or perseverance or a different kind of initiative in dealing with these kind of challenges? I I chuckle I because I still have both sides.
3: I have certain kids that will come <coughs> to me and and and, and say very clearly, very well. Uh, Mr. Ross, I was really disappointed with my performance on this particular section. I know I didn't do as well as I could have. I still feel like I didn't understand that I want to demonstrate to you and to me that I really know this. And then I have other students that will come to me even before I've given back the test and say, Mr. Ross, I'd like to do a redo. And I said, well, how do you even know you haven't gotten any feedback yet? So there's still growing pains and things like that, and I think that has to do with individual students. So everything is not perfect, and it's always a work in progress. However. Um, it really is exciting to see some of the kids and quite a few of them really take ownership of what they're learning and ownership of trying to really master stuff before they move on to the next material.
1: Can I share just a little anecdote? Um, Kind of building off some of the things that Chris just shared about the differences that we're seeing with that that perseverance and that grit um, and related to what we said earlier about reflection (laughs) and tying that in, I've started to notice that students, um, when they ask for a retake, are more aware of why they want to do it In the beginning, we would say, Why do you want, "Uh, I want to improve my grade, or I just didn't do well. And what that also means is I want a better grade. grade. Now they know exactly why and what they're going to focus on. So yesterday, my eighth graders were performing their speeches for the second trimester. We had a little bit of time left over at the end of the period. And one of the students said, Can I redo my speech right now? Can I redo it again right now while we have time? And I said, Well, why do you want why do you want to redo it what do you feel what do you reflect on that you know just happened that you want a second chance right now in this moment and he said I said stuff a few times and then there was one time in the middle of my speech when I was talking about this particular topic that I really didn't say anything I had a lot more information I wanted to give but I got nervous and I didn't actually get it out and I want to try to get that part better Okay, I mean, normally we have them go through like a long process with the redo ticket, but in that moment I thought, go ahead, give it a shot. That, I'm so glad he did, because the second time around, it was so much better. He said so many details and specific information he had planned, he didn't even mention the first time around in the speech, and he didn't say stuff. So I think that knowing why you want to retake it um, is something that I'm seeing kids get a lot better with.
0: Well, okay. I think there's a that's a good example of how that student was able to instead of saying, "Oh, I didn't do a good job on my speech," right. said, "I didn't do a good job because mm-hmm. of these things, and mm-hmm. if I change those things, it'll be better." And that's yeah. the heart of perseverance and, and wanted to do it and wanted to do and better and he wanted
2: and to, and to really do better. better to persevere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I just want to echo that. That um, I really feel like our students now know what they know and know what they don't know and our students know what they can and cannot do which is super important and I think when I reflect back my own schooling you know I know that class x algebra was challenging but I couldn't tell you what skills were particularly challenging and I think our students can they can say gosh the inequalities unit was really challenging for me I had to work super hard to master those skills and that's ultimately what we want from all of our students we want them to know um, where their gifts are and we want them to know where their areas of challenge are and we want them working to Improve.
0: Great. Thank you all. This is a great conversation. uh, And thank you for joining us. And we look forward to having you join us at our next episode.